Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy. It's where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together. I'm hopefully able to give some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Winter's Brew. Nine fruits, including papaya, apricot, peach, and apple, two flowers, and cinnamon. Winter's Brew is a fruit tea that brings out the joy in every cool winter day. Strong wintry citrus notes are what makes this tea both unforgettable and truly enjoyable. So sit back with your cup of tea and relax for these few minutes together as we listen to where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning and a warm teacup welcome to all those who are joining in with us today. I hope that you're in a nice cozy spot and have something to drink and are able to just share in these few minutes together as we look into God's Word. I'm going to start immediately uh, reading a very familiar passage of Scripture this morning. Luke chapter 2, I'm going to begin reading in verse 8. Again, I think that you'll be very familiar certainly with this time of year. Luke chapter 2 beginning with verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. As we're now in our second week of Advent, our theme is peace, the coming, the arrival, peace. One of my favorite movies is Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day has a character called Phil Connors. He's played by the great Bill Murray. And what's happening is he is reliving the same day over and over again while he's trapped on location in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania to film a weather report about their annual Groundhog Day. Now, at first, reliving this day over and over again drives him almost to the point of insanity. But then he sees a way of turning the situation to his advantage. In order to win the girl, Rita, played by Andy McDowell, he starts learning things about her so that he can be the man that she wants him to be. Well, one of the things that he learns is that her favorite toast is to world peace. Now, that's a common toast that we've heard. Even some folks would voice it as a prayer or certainly a desire for people in general would be that there is a world where there's no more fighting, where there's no more sadness or sickness or death. World peace. As I was continuing to think on peace, uh, I was brought back to the book of Esther. As you know, where only a couple of weeks ago we wrapped up the book of Esther, 
But it actually concludes with a tenth chapter that we didn't really read. It only consisted of three verses. Let me read those verses for you now. Esther chapter 10. King Ahasuerus imposed tribute on the land and on the islands of the sea. And now all the acts of his power and his might and the account of the greatness of Mordecai to which the king advanced him, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Media and Persia? For Mordecai the Jew was second to King Ahasuerus and was great among the Jews and well received by the multitude of his brethren, seeking the good of his people and speaking peace to all his countrymen. Now what we see here in these three short verses is the ongoing fame of Mordecai, how he was held in a high esteem throughout the kingdom, and he was even put as the second person. I mean, he was right under King Xerxes or Ahasuerus himself. But he worked on behalf of his people, but not for his own gain. As the New King James stated, he spoke peace to all his countrymen. Now, in his fame and in his actions and in his words and the establishment of peace, looking at Mordecai in this situation, we can see a picture of the Lord Jesus. We can see another shadow of Christ, if you will, from the Old Testament, who shall one day rule over the entire world, and his fame will be great, his work will be selfless, and his peace will be never-ending. But thinking back to when Jesus first came from heaven to earth, there in that manger, being announced by these angels that we read to the shepherds in Bethlehem, proclaiming peace on earth. But his birth did not bring about world peace. In fact, it really brought quite the opposite. After Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph were forced to flee from Bethlehem to Nazareth to escape the wrath of Herod, who had then... Uh, decreed that all the boys aged two and under were, be, were to be killed, uh, eliminating the threat of this new king. That certainly doesn't ring out of peace. It sounds a whole lot more like conflict. And for these 2,000 years since the incarnation of Christ, the world has not experienced peace, but there's been war, there's been strife, there's been famine, there's been pestilence and conflict and suffering. So what exactly do you think it means when Jesus will bring about peace on earth? For us today as Christians, take encouragement in knowing that Christ has given us the most important peace that any man could ever know, and that's the peace between us and God. A peace that comes in being reconciled unto our Creator because of what Christ has done for us on the cross. An internal peace, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, I might add, for those who are in a relationship with the Son of God. A peace that will allow us to experience calm in the midst of the storms, to be like-minded in Him through trials and sufferings that the world might bring. Paul describes it to us in this way in Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, 
but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Notice, notice. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The most important part isn't that, and the peace of God. What's important is that it is in Christ Jesus. And because of that, our hearts and our minds will be guarded by an, a transcending understanding of the peace. Despite all the conflict and turmoil that might be existing in the world surrounding us, or even in our little world, even in our bubble, be encouraged today. Christ Jesus offers a peace that passes all understanding. A peace that will sustain us in the midst of every day in this world. And just as importantly, a peace that is a promise. A promise of peace that is yet to come that we can only imagine when Christ will return one day and make all things new. As Christians, as Christians, this Christmas, this Christmas season, we're not going to find peace in the world. There'll be pain, there'll be suffering, there'll be good days, but there'll be bad days. I believe as children of God, there's so much more good than bad. But to find peace is only in Christ alone. Be reminded of the promise of the angels. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Let Christ be the peace in you. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. As we talked about the second week of Advent, the peace that we can only find in Christ Jesus. I look so forward to hosting you again next week on Tea Time with Tommy. But until then, may your cup overflow with His blessings. <music>